Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that all life is interconnected and interdependent. And spirituality and ancient wisdom has been teaching the truth of oneness for eons. So what you do to another person, you are literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind awakens to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is self-guided afterlife connections with Craig Hogan, PhD. Craig is the president of the Afterlife Research and Education Institute. Welcome, Craig. No, thank you, Caroline. I'm very pleased to be Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I did get the honor of mm-hmm. meeting you in person, and actually, we have been communicating a little over the years by mm-hmm. by email. When I first sent you my recording of my session with mm-hmm. Suzanne Giesman, with my son Kyle, who is in spirit. I sent you that and you, you got right back to me and it was so amazing because we could hear his voice yes. on that right. tape. Mm-hmm. I was like, even mm-hmm. Suzanne, when I said, Suzanne, listen, she's like, oh my, you know, she got excited. Yeah. She does yeah. hundreds of readings. So. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, that's true. And and they will come through and he uh, he came through strongly. Yeah. He made an effort. And yeah. if you make, if they make an effort, then they will get the help that they need from the source, and yes. the source will make it possible for them to come through. And it's also because of love, yes. because of your connection. You know that that really makes a big difference in being able to communicate clearly. Yes. yes. Now, before we jump right in, Craig, could you please share uh, your journey, your story, how you got involved with this amazing work that you're doing? Mm-hmm. Sure. When I was about 52 years old, it was about half a century in my life. I began to be drawn to psychics. I was meeting psychics all around for some reason. It was an odd circumstance, but they would just come into my life. And uh, so then one day I went to one of the psychics who had uh, I had come to know, and she said, you know, you have the ability to hold things in your hand and read them. You know, it's called psychometry. Mm-hmm. And she said, go home and take a deck of cards and hold the deck of cards face down and take off one card at a time and put it on your palm and face and so that the face of the card is on your palm Mm -hmm. and then if it feels like it's warm then it's red if it feels like it's cold then it's black and make some piles and then see what you find 
And so I did that. I just went home and I made a couple of piles I up with about 20 cards in each pile and, and got tired of doing that. And so then I put the, uh, I took the, the card, the uh, pile of cards that would have been cold, would have been black, turned them over and every one of them was black. The wow. fact that it was supposed to be red or, or warm, then every one of them except one was okay. red. And mm -hmm. so I learned that I had psychic abilities. And then after that, soon after that, I, I tr was trying remote viewing. Remote viewing is where you sit and concentrate on something. It can be thousands of miles away. And while you're concentrating on it, then you'll get impressions about it. You get feelings and your sights. You can see it in your mind. You can hear sounds that they're happening there at that site. And so I did that, and immediately the first time I was able to see the target. So I was able to see something which was thousands of miles away. And so I discovered that I had that ability. And once I found that out, once I found out that, that there is no space, and I was able to ascertain that there is no time, then I realized that the greater reality that we live in is much greater than this, what we see, than the, this small segment of reality that we see. And so soon after that, then I realized that if that's true, if that means that the mind is not in the brain, that the mind is outside of the brain. And if the mind is outside of the brain, then we are eternal beings. Once the, when the body dies, we don't die. We just continue. And so when I realized that that was true, that when, when all kinds of light bulbs went on in my head, and I decided I was going to find out more about this. And as I got further and further into it, I discovered the world of the afterlife, the world of the greater reality, and discovered that there are some wonderful, wonderful things that people are just beginning to understand now. We're right in our infancy in understanding all of this. And so the more I got into it, the more I found out, and the more I wanted to find out. And so I de decided to devote my life to it. So now I've devoted my life to helping people understand the afterlife, what we call the afterlife, and helping people to understand how they can communicate with their loved ones who are living there now. Mm -hmm. Very true. And, mm -hmm. and yeah, it's so true what you said, that Kyle really, when he, and I've had two readings, and he always seems to kind of come through. And when you said source, I just want to clear that up for the listeners. I'm thinking you're talking about the computer as the source. He was trying to come through the computer. Because some mm -hmm. people might think source, are you talking about? the one source mm -hmm. are you talking about the technology source that mm -hmm. you have mm -hmm. yeah i'm talking about the one source the god what we call oh. god oh, so okay. the, the source of the source of creation and since we're one with the source of creation we are yes. creators yes and so we our energy our creative energy is going into that instrumental transcommunication those sounds that we're getting on devices and so we are co-creators in producing them as well as those who are in spirit and the source and helpers there are a great number of helpers who are helping this to happen so today we're able to capture those voices on the other side at will we can just decide to sit down and record them and then we ask questions and we get an answer and we ask more questions and we get answers and and we're just getting better and better at this right now we're just finding out what we can do and it's exciting every day is an exciting day Wow. Well, please share, because um, I met you at the Helping Parents Heal conference mm -hmm. a few weeks ago, but mm -hmm. not just for parents, but for anyone who has a loved one on the other side that they really want to connect with and, mm -hmm. and they really want to know that person. Because see, I'm full, so full with joy because I know Kyle's not gone. 
Mm-hmm. I know he, he says he told Suzanne, you know, that he's the co-host of this show. So yeah. he's mm-hmm. right here right now. And mm-hmm. I know that it's not a belief, it's a knowing. Mm-hmm. And and I want others that are, you know, uh, grieving or are saddened by the, the transition of a loved one to mm-hmm. know that same joy. So can you share with our listeners how they can try to make that connection? With yes, so they can make that connection. We know now that virtually 100% of the people who want to connect can connect. It's just a matter of finding the right way for each individual person. But what I teach is I teach people how to do it themselves. So they don't have to go to a medium and they don't have to do a recording and, or one of the other methods of communicating, but they just sit down in their living room and close their eyes and have a connection They have a dialogue with the person who's living on the next plane of life. It's very possible to do that. It's very easy to do that because of the fact that they are always willing to communicate with us. So it isn't a matter if it seems like they, someone has passed and they haven't been communicating for several months and, and you're wondering why they're not trying to get through to you. They are trying to get through to you. I mean, that's a guarantee. I can tell you that. And then when they, when they communicate with us, they say the greatest desire that they have is to let you know that they're just fine, they're going on with their lives in the next plane of life, and they're waiting for you to come along and they don't want you to grieve as badly as you do. Uh, now they are sad as well because they're not on the earth plane with you, so you miss those earth plane experiences. So it, it is something that does affect them. But they realize the fact that we are eternal beings, that it's only gonna be a few more seconds, and that you're going to be having a reunion with them, and uh, and they're just they're ecstatic about it, and they're looking forward to it. But we can communicate with them. They're always willing. They're always there to communicate. So all we have to do is make the connection. And in order to make the connection, what we have to do is we have to just slow down the physical realm. Right now, what's happening is we're focused on the physical realm. We have to do that to be able to to learn lessons in Earth school. And so while we're in earth school, we have to stay in character. We have to stay in the physical realm. We have to focus on what we're doing. We have to take the challenges and overcome them. And to be able to do that, we have to have a really profound, strong focus upon what we're doing. In order to communicate with them because of the fact that they don't have, they're on a different focus, what we have to do is we have to relax that focus on the physical realm and then learn how to allow the messages to come through. So the first part of it is relaxing the focus on the physical realm. We do that just by sitting down, closing our eyes, and relaxing. So you can do that on a couch at home. You can do that on the bed. You can do that anywhere. Okay. And all you have to do is, is sit, close your eyes, do some breathing, become aware of your breathing, go into a relaxed state. And it would be good if you did that for 10 or 15 minutes. Just go into a relaxed state. And you get into a zone. You get to feel that you're in a zone. And if you do meditation, it's meditation. If you know what self-hypnosis is, it's self-hypnosis. And what you do is you go into this state, and when you're in this state, then that's when the dialogues can occur. Now, they can occur at other times. They can occur spontaneously. You could be doing the dishes. And because your mind is preoccupied with doing the dishes and not focused on things in the physical realm, you're kind of zoning out, then they will come through to you. And suddenly you'll get an insight. Suddenly you'll get a feeling like you're, you're... communicating with them they, wow. that they're telling you things they're saying things sometimes it's in words but usually it's in impressions right. because in thoughts when we communicate in impressions in feelings 
in even in songs. And so it's a different form of communication. So then the first part is just relaxing away from the physical realm. And you can do that intentionally, or it'll just happen during the day when we're zoning out, doing something that's mindless. Right. The second part of it is then to receive the messages. And that's the hard part. And the reason it's hard is because people aren't used to having someone else in their head. <laughs> uh, they're just not used to, they think all of my thoughts are my thoughts. And, right. and so if something comes to me, something out of the blue that I'm not thinking about, uh, then it must be me. It must be right. what people will say. It's my imagination. Yes. And it is an imagination. That is them communicating. They're communicating mind to mind so that the thoughts, when thoughts come into your head like that, they come spontaneously and they feel like the thoughts that would come into your head if you were thinking of something or concentrating on solving a problem. And they have that feeling about them because they, they're inside of your mind, but they're not coming from you. They're coming from that person whom you want to communicate with. And so you have to get used to accepting the mind-to-mind -mind communications. And they're just going to be impressions, feelings, the first things that come to you. And as soon as that, that whatever it is that comes to you comes to you, then that's the impression. That's them communicating with you. And, um, and what I can do is I'm going to give you some concrete things to do. So if you have any questions for me now, I can answer them. But otherwise, I'm going to give you some concrete things to do. Give us some okay. concrete. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's start with, start with the first one. The first one is, is if you want to communicate, what you need to do is you need to get into that zone, relax. And then you can just start to have a, a daydream. And you can daydream about this person you want to communicate with. And daydream a, a conversation with them. You can imagine you're sitting at the breakfast table and, and they're sitting across from you and, and you're going to have a conversation with them. So you just start the conversation. Right. And you ask them, uh, you know, how, how are you doing today? The first things that come into your mind immediately, the first thing, that's the communication. And the reason it's the first thing and, the, and it's immediate is that it's coming to you as a whole package. In other words, it doesn't have to come in words. They're not going to have to say words for you to get. What's going to happen is they're going to give you the whole message all at once. And so you're going to get the message and then they, all you have to do is accept the first thing that comes to your mind. That's very important. Okay. Don't question it. Don't analyze it. Don't doubt it. Just accept the first thing that comes into your mind because that's where their communication to you is going to be. Right. And then all you have to do is respond to it. What do you say next? You know, if, if they give you the, the impression, I'm, I'm doing fine, I just miss you, then if you get that impression, you say, I, I miss you too. You know, and then right. you're speaking in words because that's the way we think right. you know, when we're thinking. And so you, you say those words, and, and then the first thing that comes into your mind after that, that's their communication. And so it happens so quickly when you, they get the communication, when they send you the communication, it happens so quickly that you can miss it. Mm -hmm. you know, you just, and, and you just dismiss it with that feeling is that you got, you know, that, you know. That thinking, you, oh, it's just you, but yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, I, just, I just had this thought come into my mind and, and it's not, it's them. And you'll get validations of that because if you start to do this and you get in the zone and you don't doubt it, you don't analyze it, you don't stop it, you just let it go as fast as it'll go. Then after a while, the dialogue is going to become very natural. You're going to realize that you're communicating with them. And you're going to get all kinds of messages that you would not have originated. You wouldn't have thought of saying that, or you wouldn't have thought of, of those impressions. You may get a song. You, know, you may get a feeling. The other thing that, that happens is because of the fact that they're responding to our thoughts, yes. not to words that we're saying, they will answer your question before you ask it. 
So you okay. will get an answer or halfway through it when, when you're thinking the question, they're already giving you the answer. Mm -hmm. so you be ready for that because of the fact that it happens very, very quickly. Right. So what you do is you accept it and you can, you can stop for a minute if, if you want to and just let them continue to communicate or say anything they want. But it's better if you just keep the dialogue going. You say something, they respond. You say something, they respond. And just keep the dialogue going. It'll start off as a daydream, mm -hmm. but it'll very quickly start to merge into a communication. And the only reason you have to start with a daydream is because we have a tendency not to slow down and communicate. Okay. Um, we have a tendency not to, if they're not in the room and they're not in the body, then we have a feeling that we're not communicating with anybody. And, and so we've got to get that out of our heads. And that means we have to start having this daydream in which we're just communicating with them as though they were in the body. And then once we get used to doing that, you can sit down any place and you can be in a doctor's office waiting for, or you can be in a line in a, in a store, just right. any place and just start into the dialogue with them and they will always respond. They're always only a thought away. Mm. So regardless of what they're doing on the other side, and we're not holding them back. Right. We're not holding them back by communicating. They want to communicate with us. Yes. And they will continue with their lives and what they're doing on the next plane of life, but they're only a thought away. They get our thoughts wherever they are. Wow. So when they get our thoughts from wherever they are, then they will communicate to us from there. They don't have to come down to the earth plane to do it. Right. They'll be communicate with us anywhere they are so they will communicate we can communicate with them anytime that we want and they will communicate with us uh, what happens is that the people very often will get a sense of presence after someone passes in the first few weeks after they pass in the first few months after they pass they'll get the sense of presence they'll the feeling like they're there and then after that, then they won't get the sense of presence as much. You know, a few months pass and it just doesn't feel like they're around. And, and the reason for that is if they're not getting a response, if the communication is not happening, yeah. then they can get to the point where they just feel like, well, you know, we, we'll be fine. I'll look forward to our reunion, but there's no sense in me sticking around and, and communicating because I can't get anything back. Mm -hmm. So that's why it happens after a few months. It, it, they feel like the sense of presence isn't there. Right. If we communicate, then they will continue to communicate with us for the rest of our physical lives. Mm, okay. Anytime we want to communicate with them, they will communicate with us. Yeah. So the first method of doing that is by just doing the daydream. Just start, sit down, relax, and start the dialogue and let the dialogue flow as quickly as it comes. You can't, can't stop it. Don't, don't slow it down. Just continue to go through it. And the second way is by using what's called inspired writing. Oh, okay. And inspired writing means you take sheets of paper, uh, the just printer paper, and you get maybe 10 or 15 sheets and you have them in a stack. And you get a pen and you hold the pen in your hand and you just sit down and you have the pen over top of the paper. And then now you relax, go through the relaxation as you did before. And now you start a dialogue and just the way you did it in the daydream. Mm -hmm. You start the dialogue and you scribble down what you're asking or what you're saying right. and then scribble down the first things that come into your mind, first okay. impressions you get. And uh, they'll be in words this time more than in, in, in a complete message. And the reason is because you're writing and, and they'll communicate in words. So then you just scribble that down. Don't look at what you're writing. Don't try to make, to make it legible. Don't read it while you're writing it. Just 
just stay in the zone, stay focused on them, stay relaxed away from the physical realm, and then write as quickly as you can anything that you ask, anything that the first impression that comes to your mind, the words that come, and they're going to come very fast. Mm -hmm. And so you keep continue doing that and just scribbling across the page and go to the next line, scribble, scribble, scribble across the page. And, and then as you do that, then the same thing's going to happen that I just explained. They're going to be asking the questions before you finish right. because they're getting your thoughts. So you scribble that down, just keep scribbling and scribbling. And it should not stop. It should continue to go. You know, should continue to go through the whole uh, presentation, the whole time that you have with them. And if you do that, then after a while, while you're doing that, you're going to get into the zone. Mm -hmm. You're going to get into this state of mind in which you communicate with them. And once you get into that state of mind, then you won't, you, you just scribble. You don't even need to worry about writing down words. Right. You're just going to scribble across the page. And, and after a while, you won't even need to scribble. It's just going to come to you. Right. And so those are two ways that you can, that people can use and you can be very successful at it. You know, most people who do that are going to be able to communicate if they will just do it conscientiously. Don't doubt it. Don't analyze it. Don't stop it. Just keep it flowing and keep it going. And you will be successful in doing it using one of those methods. Wow. Very good. Mm -hmm. Very good. I actually, <laughs> I actually, I mean, I communicate with Kyle all the time and today I've been thinking a lot. The anniversary of his transition mm -hmm. is July 1st. And I always, the first week in July, which also happens most years to be 4th of July weekend, mm -hmm. have a celebration for him at my favorite spot, which is uh, actually my favorite picture with him. He and I are at the lake, mm -hmm. my favorite lake. And mm -hmm. um, so I always said, but this year, the 4th, I mean, I'm sorry, July 1st falls on a Sunday. It's actually the week before 4th of July weekend, which is actually good. Um, so I was like, on the 1st, on the, the date of his transition. So I'm thinking all these things I want to do differently or just want to add to the celebration. And mm -hmm. so today I thought about balloons. Letting, mm -hmm. He's 33 mm -hmm. now. Uh, mm -hmm. He was 29 when he transitioned, but he's mm -hmm. 33 now. And so I want to let off let out you know get helium balloons 33 balloons mm -hmm. in his honor so i'm thinking the color white you know he's uh, he immediately he tells me yellow mm -hmm. and i'm like but white you know mm -hmm. yeah, i'm thinking so, but now i just i i've, I've been having this art kind of debate with him mm -hmm. all day, and we've settled he and i both settled on gold oh that's good yes. that's good so. yeah uh -huh. yeah <laughs> That's good. And but the first seriously, yeah. 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 Have this conversation with them or debate. Because you can even still debate them while they're Yeah, angry. that's yeah. right. You'll have a dialogue with them. Yeah, that's right. And they will scold you. I mean, they will tell you, you know, you really need to get to the doctor about that, you know, or <laughs> yes. tell you uh, what it is that you need to do. Yeah. Uh, and, and these dialogues, as you say, the, you, all you have to do is just relax and go ahead and, and, uh, and take, do the dialogue. I think that the, the, the word yellow uh, came into your mind, uh, but uh, the, the, these words, it will either get words or impressions mm -hmm. or songs you know, mm -hmm. or, or feelings. You get a feeling of very warm and very love. Uh, we also we get to, to know what their sense of presence is. Okay. So we get a sense of presence. It's as real as seeing or, or hearing. So it's a real sense. Mm -hmm. And so when somebody, when you get this sense of presence, like, like I just had the feeling that you're around them, yeah. then that's a real sense. You have yeah. to listen to that. 
again. And when you get the sense of presence, then then they should just stop what they're doing or, or just have a little dialogue. It doesn't take very long to do it. Right. Just uh, just have speak back to them and, and talk to them about it. And in fact, what we know to be true is that when people have a sudden flood of grief, you know, as you do, you know, when you're grieving for somebody, that uh, that certain that sudden flood of grief is very often because of the fact that they're present. In other words, they've come into your presence. You get the sense of presence, but you get it in in your subconscious. You get it in subliminally. And so you get the sense of presence. And because you have the sense of presence and they're not there, then there's a flood of grief about mm -hmm. the fact that they're not there. But it's because they're present that that happens. And so very often when, when someone has a sudden flood of grief, it will be because their loved one is with them at that moment, at that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's a good time to have a conversation. Have a conversation. Just stop and, and yeah. talk with them. Yeah. yeah and just let it flow. Let it flow easily and, and quickly. And don't uh, don't slow it down for anything. Yes. You know, just let it go. And uh, it will become easier and easier. This is something we have to practice. Mm -hmm. Because we've, we were not taught as children right. how to communicate with people who are not living on the earth plane. And I just was not part of what we were we were taught. Right. And so we have to learn how to do that now. And part of that is learning how to relax, allow them to communicate, respond to them, receive these messages that are coming to us. And, and the messages that we get are, are profound messages. They're just wonderful messages. They're warm and loving. And if they're not, if they're negative for some reason, if it's, if it's kind of a scary thing, that is not from them. That's from too much pizza. That's from, you got, you got any question. Too many scary movies. <laughs> too many scary movies. So, yeah. So it's not from them. It is, when it's from them, it is always loving. It is always warm and uplifting. Uh, and it can be that they say, I miss you, you know, and, yes. and, uh, or I know you miss me and, and I, I don't like to see you grieve. Uh, but then um, it's a, like a, there is one, author uh, I believe that the name of her book is uh, don't kiss my ashes mm. and she describes that that uh, she had one day that she would had the uh, funeral urn mm -hmm. you know uh, uh, cremation urn yeah. and she would kiss the urn mm. and then one day as she was kissing the urn she got suddenly this message that came into her head don't kiss my ashes I'm not there and it's very clear, you know, you get these very clear messages from, mm. and so he was scolding her and saying, you yeah. know, I'm not there. I'm not in that urn. You yeah. can talk to me anytime you want. All you have to do is just relax and do it. Yes. So they're accessible to us. And mm. in the same way, then uh, we, any of our loved ones uh, are accessible. And when we go into these self-guided afterlife connections, in other words, when you sit down and you, and you have a connection like this, you're having a dialogue with a specific individual. Right. But in the self-guided afterlife connections, we teach people how to go into the connection and, and spend a considerable period of time. It could be a half hour, 45 minutes, in which they're warming down. They're actually going into a state of a mild state of uh, self-hypnosis. Mm -hmm. And this method is online, it's free. Okay. And anybody can get online and, and learn how to do it. It's a training program. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's at uh, selfguided.spiritualunderstanding.org. Okay. Selfguided.spiritualunderstanding.org. Okay. 
And anybody can get on it and learn how to do this. And what you do is you, you go into this state. It will take you half an hour or so to do it because it really is a deep state. And when they go into this state, then, then they go to a place of love in their mind, a place that they will become accustomed to going to. And every time they want to communicate, all they have to do is go to that place. And it'll make it easier to communicate because they go to the same place every time. So they go to a place of great beauty that, that is filled with love. And when they get to that place, then they walk through the door. It's just an opening, and they walk through the opening, and their loved one is there. But it could be anybody whom they love. Right. So maybe their pet, maybe their dog, maybe their cat. It could be a parakeet. It, mm-hmm. it could be Uncle Joe. It could be Grandma. Anybody could be there. And, and the reason is because when you're in the, the dialogue, you're choosing who you want to communicate with. Okay. But when you're when you're in this state, the self-guided afterlife communication state, they will decide who will come through. Oh. So you may want to communicate with grandma. And mm-hmm. instead of grandma coming through, it's Uncle Joe. And you just had forgotten about Uncle Joe. You hadn't talked to him for years. Right. And he will come through and then he will give you a message that he wants to give to you or a message to give to somebody else. Okay. And so then in that case, when you're doing self-guided afterlife communications, you may have anybody come through, anybody, any old friend who, who had passed and, and just anybody might come through. Mm. There's another method I'll tell you about that. It's called a guided afterlife connection or, or repair and reattachment psychotherapy. And it's one that's done by counselors. Okay. Counselors have learned, a, a counselor in Washington state, she's a state licensed psychotherapist, had learned how she can help her clients sitting in her office communicate with and connect with their loved one for whom they're grieving, for whom they came in for therapy. And it's 98% successful. People will come into the office and they'll be sobbing and grieving when they come in and and just don't know what they're going to do next. And by the time they leave in one session, they will come out being joyful and happy and sure their loved one is okay. And and they have a different feeling about life and about what's going to happen in the transition and their whole lives have changed. And they, on a scale, there's a scale called the SUD scales, uh, okay. um, units of disturbance. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, the SUD scale, they come in and they, and they rate their disturbance, their, their feeling of grief uh, from on a scale of one to 10. And most of them will come in and they'll say it's a 10 or even a 10 plus plus plus, or they're really in a dramatic state of grief, really bad. And when they finish one session with, with the psychotherapist, then they rate their feelings as being a one, two, or a three. Wow. Yeah, it makes that much difference. That's because they've had a real connection. Yeah. They've had a real connection with their loved one who, who's on the other side. And in yeah. these connections, these are even more dramatic than the ones we, where we teach them how to do it themselves. Right. But in these connections, they're so dramatic that they will actually go, they'll, they'll go and uh, while they're sitting in the psychotherapist's office, they close their eyes and, when they're in this state and they will, will meet with their loved one. They'll go on walks on the beach. They'll hold their hand. They'll stroke their hair. They'll hug them. They'll kiss them. And these are all sensations that they get during Mm -hmm. the sessions because they're real, real experiences. Uh, And so we know that that people can have these kinds of experiences. And in these experiences, the person who comes through can be anybody who has a message for them. We had one uh, experience in which a woman was, was in grief for her mother. 
and she went into this state of being this state with the psychotherapist and she wanted to connect with her mother and she was very surprised to see that she had been adopted uh she knew she had been adopted but she but she had been adopted her birth mother came through she was not expecting this at all her birth mother came through and the woman had been grieving because she felt like she had been abandoned. You know, like, this, why did my birth mother give me up? And uh, her birth mother said to her, you know, I've always been joined to you just like we were when you were joined with the umbilical cord. I will never stop being joined to you. I, I love you. And it healed her feelings. But here it was unexpected. Her birth mother came through whom she would never have thought of coming through a session like that. So these are the kinds of things that happen in these sessions. These psychotherapists, there are over a hundred of them trained now. They're all across the United States. They're in Canada, the United Kingdom, uh, in New Zealand, in Australia. So they're all around. And if somebody wants to try to find one of these psychotherapists, they work on grief mm -hmm. as well as work on, on giving these connections. Uh, they should go to RochelleWright.com. Okay. And that's Rochelle and W-R-I-G-H-T writes.com. Okay. And that's the psychotherapist who originated it. And she has a, a directory of all of the psychotherapists who can do this work. And wow. I really recommend anybody who's in deep grief that you go to one of these psychotherapists. Mm -hmm. And also, um, would you recommend that someone that's in deep grief to maybe connect with a, um, evidential medium? Yes. Like, yeah. yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. An evidential medium, meaning when, when anybody goes to a reading with a medium, the first thing that will happen, and this is because the medium wants it and the person on the other side wants it, the first thing that will happen is the medium will give evidence. Mm -hmm. And that means very specific things. The medium will say things like, well, when you were four years old, you had a little puppy. And the puppy ran away, but four days later, the, the, the puppy came back. And all these things that nobody could have found out. You, know, right. you, you couldn't know this about the person, but it's evidential. Yes. This is, these are facts the person needs. Every reading that someone has with a medium, the first thing that they should get is evidence. Mm -hmm. Evidence must be there. If it's not there, then walk out of the room. Okay. Because that's, that, that is not going to be a, the medium for you. If they're saying things like, well, they, you know, there's someone on the other side and they miss you and they wish they, uh, these are general statements right. that, you know, it could be anybody uh, or they will cold read, which means that they will pick up on uh, up on something. So so you say, yes, I'm 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 really grieving for him. And they know right away it's a male. It's, it's a man. Yes. And and they and they say, uh, uh, yeah, I, I remember from my childhood. But and they know right away it's a father figure. Mm. And and they will pick up on on these things and then feed them back and say, I'm, I'm having a male coming through and it's a father figure. And I'm not sure what, what level, whether it's first. Oh, and then the person will say, oh, it's, I bet it's my dad. She said, okay. yes, your father, your father's coming through. Yes. That's cold reading. Yes. yes. And uh, people who do cold readings are very good at that. Mm. And you just have to walk out of the room. Okay. You know, if, that, if that's all you're getting, what you'll get when you have a reading with a good medium, mm -hmm. then you will get a reading which starts off with evidence. It's evidential reading. Yes. And then every, all the way through it, you'll, you'll keep getting evidence. It's not just mm -hmm. at the beginning, but all the way through it, you'll get it. Right. Uh, and we have a list of... of I was just about, to, mm -hmm. I just about to ask that yep. on, on the website. And please on the website. 
Yes, mm -hmm. please share the Afterlife, afterlifeinstitute.org. So mm -hmm. for the Afterlife Research and Education Institute. Yes. And at afterlifeinstitute.org, you'll see a series of questions on the first page. And one of them is, uh, would you like to communicate with a loved one? And then you just click on that button and it, it shows you these methods that mm -hmm. I've just described. And it has lists, there are several lists that are being kept by people of certified mediums. These are mediums who, are, who have been demonstrated. Uh, I test mediums myself. Uh, other people test them to make sure that they're legitimate. And when they're legitimate, then they'll go on one of these lists. But don't just go to somebody who's, you know, they've got a, a shingle out, they've got a sign out in front of their place saying afterlife readings, you know, and yes. don't wanna, you don't want to go to one of those unless they have been certified. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I was very fortunate because um, I was inspired to start to launch this show mm -hmm. six months after Kyle's transition. And I knew when, as soon as Kyle transitioned, I, I knew he wasn't gone. I was reading mm -hmm. Your Soul's Plan, Your Soul's mm -hmm. Gifts the month, the, his last month here in the earth plane. And I knew that he wasn't gone. I knew that he would still always be with me. And mm -hmm. I knew I wanted a reading, but I didn't want to go looking for a medium. And mm -hmm. so I, I, I was inspired to launch this show. And mm -hmm. someone recommended Susan Giesman to be mm -hmm. a guest on my show. Mm -hmm. And so after I had her as a guest, I was like, that's, yeah. mm -hmm. that's real mediumship. That's, and that's the medium I want to yeah. have a reading with. So yeah, right, that's right. how I, I was yeah. really very fortunate. That yeah, she's very talented. Uh, yeah. Suzanne Giesman is talented. Suzanne Wilson yeah. is also talented, very talented. And there are many good research mediums, people who are, have worked with the researchers mm -hmm. uh, at the Woodbridge Institute, for instance, and or have worked with with uh, Gary Schwartz at the University yes. of Arizona, mm -hmm. and uh, or Forever Family Foundation has a list has a very good certified mediums. Bob Olson, oh, okay, uh, yes. Bob Olson has list of uh, certified mediums. So there are some really good lists of certified mediums, and I know a lot of them, and uh, I can vouch for them. I can say that yes, these lists are good because the people on them I know, and they're good. Yes. Yes. So, so the first thing to do is to get to a certified medium, to get somebody who's on one of these lists who's already been tested, and once you get into, what, if you go into another medium for some reason, if you have an opportunity to go to one and for $5 or something that you can just walk in, and, uh, if, if they don't come up with the factual evidence at yes. the beginning of the reading, because the person on the other side wants to do that, right. and the medium should want to do that. If they don't come up with that kind of evidence, and they're just not legitimate. They're doing cold readings. Yes, very yeah. true. Now, yeah. please tell us more. Tell our listeners more about the Afterlife Research and Education Institute. Tell us more about that. Mm -hmm. We formed the Afterlife Research and Education Institute about two and a half years ago. And the reason we formed, and when I say we, it's Victor and Wendy Zamets uh, and Suzanne Wilson and me. And the reason we formed the Institute was because we realized that there are things that are breaking open now. People are discovering things about the afterlife, about afterlife communication, and the veil between the, our worlds is, is falling. And we know that that's true. And so, but the people who are doing it are doing it individually. There are people who are researchers who are out there and working in their, in their dining rooms 
doing this work and, and a few researchers who were doing it in while they're at work, you know, in, in the universities. Right. And so we know that they're out there, they're doing these, that work, they're doing this research and they're finding out things, but they, they have no resources. They don't have help in doing it. They're doing it on their own financing. Right. They're, they're doing it without any help to disseminate it, to get it out to people. And so what we wanted to do was form the Afterlife Research and Education Institute to help them. Okay. So our mission is to help them in the work that they're doing. And now we, we have a network of people that we're working with in all areas of afterlife communication, afterlife studies, end of this life activities, and the, the new spirituality. And so we're, we're working with them, we're networking with them, we're trying to get funding to them, mm -hmm. and we're trying to disseminate what they're doing, we're helping people to understand it, and we're spreading the word about things like the psychotherapy method, because Rochelle Wright is one of the people that we work with, and okay. Sonia Rinaldi, who is a uh, researcher from Brazil, who's doing instrumental transcommunication, she's recording voices mm -hmm. from people on the other side, and wow. then giving them to, for instance, parents. Yes. Of, uh, for the children who are on the other side. Yes. And Sonia is doing this on her own. She's paying for it all herself wow. because there's no funding for it. Yes. No, we have, we, we send nearly $500 billion on defense. <laughs> oh, God. We get a few thousand dollars to, to help people to understand the afterlife. Yes, yes, yes. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to get the resources to them. That's our role. And also yes. to do the teaching ourselves. Yes. So if we have a chance, we'll do the teaching. You know, we'll go out and help people to understand it. And it's exciting. It's a, it's a real ministry. It's a real calling yes. that, that yes. we, we have. And uh, so we do it at every opportunity we can get. Wow, that is so true when you say it's a calling. Like I said, mm -hmm. Spirit woke me up in the middle of the night and said, just do it. Start an internet radio show. I didn't even know what the word podcast was at that time. Mm -hmm. And um, I just got up in the middle of the night and Google, okay, how do I start an mm -hmm. internet radio show? And I know that was all Spirit. It's like you said, a calling. It's just, yeah. and, mm -hmm. and I just, you know, just with this show, I... I'm so glad for the internet because it can reach so many people, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. from the comfort of my home office. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and the conjecture now is that within six to eight years, 70% of the people on earth will have access to the internet. Yes. And that's 5.2 billion people. And that means that that we can and you can through the podcast through what you're doing and we can in our efforts on the internet, yes. we can reach 5.2 billion people. Yes. What a difference that'll make for humankind when people know this to be true, when, when they realize that we are one with each other, that we are, are more than brothers and sisters, we're not separate, that right. we're one with each other. And when people realize that and, and they stop the nonsense, the terrible cruelty that, that goes on, yes. then the world will be a changed place. So true. And that will happen. And, and they're saying within six to eight years, that number of people will be exposed to the internet. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. And it was science that woke me up. Yeah. To, to the oneness. It was mm -hmm. um, what the bleep, the quantum. Oh yeah, yes, sure. that, That's mm -hmm. what. I'm like, and once I got it, not just on an intellectual level, but on a heart level, when mm -hmm. I got it and understood, yes, we true. There's true. Um, separation is an illusion. Is mm -hmm. we are truly connected. Mm -hmm. um, and when I got it, everything made sense to me. 
Yeah, that's yeah. true. And, yeah. and it's it's media like that that put the bleep, you know, which is a wonderful, yes. wonderful DVD. Yes. When it, media like that are, are changing people's lives. Yes. And once a person's life has changed, once they've gone that direction, they realize what the truth is, they can't go back. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like exactly. looking at a, you can't like go back at a business. <laughs> yeah, you just can't go back. Yeah, once you pull so, the covers off, that's you can't it. Go back you can't go back. And so what that means is that everybody that has changed is one more advancement in humanity's growth. Yes. Because they're not going to go back. They're yes. just one more added to the growth of humanity. But here also, I love Rumi's quote. You're not a drop in the ocean. You're an ocean in the drop. Because the universe source is holographic. Mm -hmm. Meaning all of what God is, all of God is in you. Mm -hmm. All of God is in me. So mm -hmm. each time a person awakens, it it's the ripple effect. Yeah. It, it touches everyone else on the planet. Mm -hmm. yeah. We're all that, that connected. Humanity grows with every, every person who understands this, every person who has what's called a metanoia. That's a Greek word. Metanoia means a change of heart, a change of attitude. And uh, in the metanoia means that, that if a person has changed their heart or changed their attitude, then they are changed people and they treat other people differently. They look at themselves differently. They look at life differently. And so that it touches everything about them. They are a changed person. And that's the goal. The goal is to change everybody, change yes. all of humanity. Yes. And that's yes. happening. It will happen. It is happening. Mm -hmm. I see it. I see it every I even see it in mainstream media. When mm -hmm. I see um what is it, a Newsweek special edition cover with someone meditating in mindfulness on the cover. Mm -hmm. That's Newsweek. I'm like, mm -hmm. yes, <laughs> mm -hmm. we are waking up and I see it. And I, I know I see it because I'm looking for the signs mm -hmm. of the awakening. So mm -hmm. we, we see what we look for. Yeah, I, I understand that. Yes. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And people are changing. Uh, and as you say, the media are showing that we see many more movies now uh, yes. about these, these kinds of changes and, and spiritual and uh, the new spirituality a new understanding of the fact that we are one with, with source, that we are one with each other. Yes. And you see that more and more in movies. Mm -hmm. and what's really interesting is if you, if they make a movie about it and it, people go to see it, that yes. means that people do understand it. Yes. You know, if, if they didn't believe it, they wouldn't go to see it. They would say that's hogwash, but yes. they do go to see it and they're inspired by it and they're touched by it. And it's because of the fact that the underlying our attitudes, attitudes of people in general, people yes. are becoming knowledgeable they're they're in becoming enlightened they're waking up yes. to this reality so there is a there is a, a point that we will reach a flashpoint yes um, meaning that you know that that all of a sudden because yes. there's a, a critical mass there's enough of an understanding that suddenly everything's going to break open yes. and then it will become mainstream and when it's mainstream then wow what a difference it'll make in the world Oh yeah, yes. Mm -hmm. I call it the hun hundredth monkey effect. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's it, right? Yeah, yes. the same thing. Yes. So what what we want to do, what we're doing in the Afterlife Research and Education Institute, is just trying to do whatever we can to help that along. Yes. Whatever needs to be done, because all these people are working all by themselves yes. on on these efforts, and you don't hear about them. You don't. You're not going to hear them in, in the mainstream media about their efforts and what they're doing. 
yeah. and they don't get any Nobel prizes. Right. So they're out there working all by themselves tirelessly trying to make advancements, trying to help people. They, they have the same feeling about the ministry that we do yes. and they are out there doing the work. And what we're trying to do is get resources. to them. We're yes. going through a fundraising effort this year. Yes. And we're going to get the funds and the funds that are going to go directly to these researchers and developers and people who are doing this work. And we're going to try to really bolster what they're doing. That's the effort for this year. Wow. Very good. You know, I didn't realize that the afterlife um, research, uh, research um, education was so young. Mm -hmm. um, you said two and a half years, because I know that, well, this will be the second or the third, this coming September, second. The, the second mm -hmm. symposium. Oh, okay. Second symposium. symposium. Uh -huh. yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. So I will yeah. be at the and second. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be wonderful. It's going to be exciting. Uh, yeah. We're having people, yeah, wonderful people who are going to be there. Suzanne Wilson is going to be there, and Victor and Wendy Zamet, and Mark Anthony, who is the psychic lawyer, is going to be there. And we have Sonia Rinaldi's coming up from Brazil. She's going to be actually demonstrating the wow. recordings done, yeah, of, of people. And uh, so she'll be playing the recordings and showing people how they're how they're done. Sherry Pearl, who yes. is doing this work now and training other people, she's training yes. everybody, just everyday people, how to record the voices of loved ones on the other side. She does it especially for parents yes. who have children on the other side. Yes. And so then she records the voices and she gives them the recordings. Mm -hmm. Exciting work. So, so yes. he's going to be there. Then we have uh, physical mediums. That's a special form of mediumship. Okay. Uh, physical mediums there too. Well-known physical mediums, and in physical mediums, these are the people who, who will sit in a room with a group of sitters who are sitting around them, and uh, there will th be things happen in the room. Um, people will materialize from the other side. That actually happens in the room, and wow. uh, and all of these things, right? All of these things will be happening. Um, and so we're going to have them come because we're trying to support them as well. Yes. Wow. Mm -hmm. As I'm so excited. Oh, it's so mm -hmm. exciting. I'm like, I'll yeah. get, I get to join in this year. But for some reason, I thought the uh, afterlife research education was around longer than two years, two and a half years. So I am, I'm, I'm happy to be a part. So a part of this groundbreaking Mm -hmm. uh, institute that is doing amazing work and like you said it is so needed and mm -hmm. it's definitely it's getting we're getting there yeah we're getting <laughs> there yeah. so, so so happy yeah, yeah. so we are helping any way that we can and uh, anybody can can become involved in the research because it's so young yes yeah, everybody's valuable yes and so we're teaching people how to do for instance the, the voice voice capture the, the voice recordings we're teaching mm -hmm. people how to do it because the pioneering work in that area is coming out of just people who learn how to do it and then them themselves learn things about it. They advance. The right. field. So anybody right. can learn how to do that. Anybody can have that effect. Wow. Yeah. So Very we encourage good. anybody who wants to become involved to become involved in it. Yes. So please, mm -hmm. please share the website again. I'll have it in yeah. the link, but please yeah. share. The, the, uh, it is the afterlifeinstitute.org. So it's afterlife institute.org and the symposium is afterlifesymposium.org okay and they can get on and, and look at them and, and see the speakers who are going to be there and what we're going to be doing and we're going to have 
two banquets. We're going to have one on Friday night and one on Saturday night. And uh, we're going to have George Nori from Coast to Coast AM is going to be there on oh. Saturday night. Uh, he's going awesome. to be seeing that. Yeah. yeah. And then Friday night we have uh, uh, two people who communicate with, with how, teach people how to communicate with their angels, with, to communicate with their guides. Okay. And they're going to be there at the, at the first banquet Friday night. Okay. Yeah. So it's going to be an exciting time. Oh, I'm, I'm so looking for And then share the dates because it's September. September 13th is, is workshops. Okay. And then the actual symposium is 14th through the 16th. Okay. And then we have 16th, on the 16th, we have workshops again. So we have workshops at the beginning, workshops at the end. Anybody can go to the workshops if they want. Okay. I think mm -hmm. I'm flying in on the 12th because I don't want to yeah. miss anything. Yeah, right. There's yeah. so much going on. Yes, it's going to be fun. And Phoenix, it's uh, actually Scottsdale. Well, Scottsdale. Scottsdale, Phoenix, but you fly into Phoenix. Right, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a suburb of of, uh, of Phoenix. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it's a, it's a DoubleTree Hotel, beautiful hotel, wonderful yes. hotel. Oh wow! And we have special rates on the rooms, you know, and and uh, we uh, we keep the the fee for the registration down. Yes. We don't, they're not exorbitant, and uh, so we, we want to have people come. Yes. All we have to do is pay the bills, you know, pay for the hotel. Right. That's our focus. But yes. uh, once we do that, then then we you know we just uh, we are encouraging everybody to come. It's a love fest. Yes. It's a whole different atmosphere yes. at the symposiums. You know, the yeah. people are just you know walking through the halls, and it's it's just a. Um, warmly greeting each other and, and spending time talking with each other. It's just a wonderful atmosphere. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm so I'm so excited because mm -hmm. I, I got a taste of that wonderful experience with the Helping Parents Heal. This is mm -hmm. their first conference. This is the second symposium. I I just mm -hmm. it's just because like you said, when you are awakened yourself, like you awake, mm -hmm. I woke up when you get that way, it's like everything you do, you want to just inspire. I say inspire others mm -hmm. to come to that awakening because the sooner, the sooner we are all awakened to this truth, there mm -hmm. won't be any war. You know, when you know, okay, I'm hurting this person and hurting this person is just hurting myself. Yeah. When you mm -hmm. know that mm -hmm. there won't be any war. No, there, there won't be, be any wars. There won't be any war. There won't be any crime. There no. won't be any poverty. No. Everybody no. will be living life abundantly. Mm -hmm. That's the way to happen. That's the way to happen. Yeah, but we don't have to wait for heaven. We don't have to wait right. for that next realm. That exactly. Next realm. This can exactly. be heaven. Exactly. There uh, will be heaven right here on yeah, earth. Right here on earth, yeah. So yes. all we have to do is we're, we are part of it. Yes. You know, and we just have to help other people to learn to be part of it. And it's not like proselytizing where you're, you're teaching them, other people, about a, a set of doctrines or a religion. Because all you have to do is, is to share what it is that we know with people. And, and immediately they, they will get the idea. Well, I shouldn't yes. say immediately. Yes. They will get the idea. <laughs> I get you. <laughs> they know, I, I, I'm understanding what you're saying. Yeah. I, I get the question all the time. Uh, what is oneness? A new religion? Mm -hmm. no, no. no, not a religion because oneness encompasses everything. So all religion, mm -hmm. all, it, there's nothing excluded from oneness. Right. So mm -hmm. it, it, That's it, true. yes. So I get, yeah. I just got yeah. that question the other day. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or which which religion is the right religion? They'll say, yeah. you know, somebody will ask that question. And, yeah. and uh, well, gosh, you know, the uh, the only thing that is right is is whatever brings uh, joy and peace and, and love wow. to humankind. So yeah. just yeah, just uh, evaluate everything that you do. Every evaluate every religion, every government, uh, every individual, every business, just by saying that. Do they spread love, joy, yeah. and peace? Yes. Love. You know, or do they keep people from having love, joy, and peace exactly. as important as one? As one, yes. As one, right. Yes, uh, yes, yeah. yeah, and then you can evaluate anything using that. And then yes. so we, we are promulgating, we are we are trying to get the word out, disseminating the information about people who are doing this work, who are helping the humankind to live together in love, joy, and peace. Yes. And so we will help anybody who is uh, learning about that, who's trying to, to educate other people about it, and uh, we do everything we can to help them. Yes. And also understanding the fact that we are not our body. You know, the body is, a, I think of the body as a car. I just, as a matter of fact, I just got a new vehicle, a white one, and I've had cars ever, I'm never, I'm not, not crazy about that. The, I'm getting used to having a white car because I've never had a white car before. So to me, my co- the color of my skin is no different than the vehicle I'm driving, uh, just I happen to choose a brown color vehicle this time, yeah. you know, uh-huh. and it's, it, that's all I think of my body. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what it is. Around in yeah. this reality. That's what it is, right. But when I'm ready to leave it and go back to spirit where I came from, mm-hmm. you know, and then maybe decide to come back and in another pick another color vehicle you know yeah, that's true that's entirely true and we mustn't get we shouldn't get too attached to yes. these bodies, you know or yes. take them too seriously exactly you know that, that uh, the uh, the idea of at the end of the, the during the transition period the end of this life yes. uh, we should be able to do, go to the end of this life very comfortably and transition into the next life yes. this idea of being of, of allowing the end of life activities to be taken over by the medical professions so that the people, it's taken over by the hospitals, you know, right. it's taken over by the doctors. Uh, and we are not able to just make the transition at home with our loved ones and, and peacefully go. Uh, and they, that has only happened in the 20th century, mm. at the end of the 20th century. Prior okay. to that, prior to that, people uh, would pass quietly the, uh, when it was time mm-hmm. at their homes. They would actually take charge. Right. So the person who was about to pass, if they were lucid, then then they right. would uh, they would say, oh, it's time, gather everybody around, and, right. and they would say, Jim, I want you to have this, and and they would communicate with people about it, and they would take charge of it, and then mm-hmm. when it was time, they would just peacefully pass. Uh, but uh, the the fact that it's now been taken over by the hospitals and, and at the end of life, uh, for a person who who has a, that kind of a transition. Right. Or they transition from old age or from from disease over a period of time. There is no reason to have certain things that uh, like the greatest amount of, of expense for Medicare is in the last six months of mm. of life mm. because the fact that there's tremendous amount of money going into these huge machines right. to keep the body alive. Yeah, just to keep yeah. the body alive yeah. for a little bit longer. Yeah, they just delay the transition, and it's a seamless transition. It's it's just like going from being a uh, from childhood into adolescence, right? From adolescence into a young adulthood, or from young adulthood into uh, mature adulthood, and 
it's just another transition. So when we pass out of this body, then we do have, we know what it's like on the next plane of life. We know that we have our own bodies, on a, but just on a different vibration. Right. And we live in houses and we have our, our occupations and, and we have our leisurely activities and we go to concerts, we go to plays and whatever it is that we want to do. We can do it there. So the transition is going into just another stage of life. It's going to be a wonderful stage of life. Yes, yes, it is. And what you just said reminded me of my mom's transition. Um, my mom was in hospice. And the last thing my mom said, and this is a few days before she actually transitioned, because uh, um, the last few days of her, her life, she wasn't able to speak. But the last thing she had said was she wants to go home. Mm -hmm. And and I and when she said that I was like I wasn't sure because there was three possible she met she could have met mm -hmm. heaven she could have yeah. met that or she could have met my house where I had been taking care of her the last mm -hmm. four years of her life but before mm -hmm. she lived with me she, we still had her home where my my children my my son and my daughter were living in her home at that time and I know yeah. she she didn't want. You know, she got to the point where she couldn't take care of herself, so she had to come live with me. Mm -hmm. um, but she never wanted to leave her home. So yeah. when she said, I just want to go home, I'm like, "Is she? does she mean does she want to come back to my house? Mm -hmm. Does she mean mm -hmm. she's ready to go to heaven? Or is she yeah. ready to go home? But not, yeah. and I, in, internally, I felt she wants to go to her home. Yeah. She wanted to go to her home. And I was actually trying to arrange for that because we could have had – hospice at her house yeah you know, mm -hmm. hospice. so i was actually you know days before a day or so before she transitioned i was trying to arrange to get her moved back to her house yeah felt that's where she wanted to be that's uh -huh. where she wanted to be the transition from but mm -hmm. I just, I just, you know, I put the pieces together too late and there wasn't enough time. Yeah, sure. But yeah. I think she wanted to just be in her house. Yeah. And that's why people should pass. I mean, yeah. the, the people should just go back to the tradition. Yes. And the tradition was where you would just, you'd have your family around you. If they passed in a long, slow process, you'd have your family around you. They would just be with you when it was time to transition. And then they would share the experiences with you. And it's an uplifting experience to be with someone when they're transitioning. Yeah. And we don't experience that. We don't enjoy that. We, the family doesn't grow because of that. Because of the fact that we, we have uh, people in an institution, you know, in some big building someplace, not at home. Yeah. And, but we can experience the things like, for instance, when people are ready to pass, when they're, they're getting ready to pass in the, first, in the few days or weeks uh, before that, then they will begin to have dreams about people who their loved ones who preceded them right. who are already on the other side. Right. So they'll have dreams about them, but then they'll actually see them in the room. Mm -hmm. They'll see them in the room where they're lying and especially for some reason up in a corner, right. they will, will see them and they'll actually begin to talk to them mm -hmm. because they've come and what they're doing is they're preparing the person for the transition. And then, especially in, in, if they're lucid in the last few hours before they're passing, then, then they will very often get very strong visions of a person who's actually there standing at the foot of the bed. Uh, it's their loved one whom they're anxious to, to have a reunion with, and they've come to get them. They've come to, to help them with the transition. And that's very, very common now. And we don't experience that. You know, if we, we don't experience the joy that they feel. 
when they're about to transition. Uh, you know what Steve Jobs' last words were when, when he was he was about to transition, and he just looked up, and, and it was obvious he was looking someplace else, and he said, oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow, because he was seeing into the next round. Wow. Yeah. And, wow. and you just That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. You, just, you just can't experience those things when somebody's in an institution. So yeah. the family misses something. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. that's so true. And um, Kyle, my son, has already told me, he's not saying rush to get to the other side, but he's already told me he's going to be there to greet me. Mm -hmm. And he wants to give me a tour. So, a like, tour, yeah, that's good. That's good. You're going to have a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah, yes, and reminiscing yes. and then talking about what was going on, you know, the things that were happening in your life, the things that seem so important to us now that are yes. going to be seem so trivial to us when, yes. we, when we look back on them when yes. we transition over. It's like yes. we, we, if you're away from the, the earth, mm -hmm. the earth is, is actually 10 times smoother than the billiard ball. Mm. It's that smooth. Uh, so when you're away from the earth, you look down on the planet and it's smooth and, and uh, it's very, very uh, jewel-like because it's blue. Yes. When you get onto the planet and you're, and you're standing at, at the foot of a mountain, the mountains are huge. They're just monstrous. Or, or you're standing in the waves and then the waves are knocking you over. And, yes. and so that when we're on the earth plane, when we're at that level on the earth plane, then we get jostled, we get pushed and prodded and we have pain and we have all of these things happen to us. Us. And they seem so monumental at the time. Yes. Uh, but if we just could look back, if we could look outside, look from the earth, from the moon, at the earth, and we would see that, that uh, all of those things are just temporary. Yes. You know, those, those little things that are bothering us because the, just as the earth is smoother than a billiard ball, uh, then mm -hmm. our lives, when we look back on them, we'll see we're just really smooth. We had individual incidents, things happened, tragedies happened, things that upset us happened, but they were not consequential. They were not important. Right. And we just had to continue keeping our eye on, on what it is that, that is really true about life, who yes. we really are. And if we keep our eyes on who we really are, then we can feel peace, love, and joy. Exactly. That mm -hmm. is so true. That is mm -hmm. so true. To, to live life in each now moment from mm -hmm. the bigger perspective, that you mm -hmm. just described. Yeah, so. yeah, and life is wonderful, you know. Yes. And the and the Buddha said that, and and uh, that uh, the first of the of the great truths is that, uh, that life can be suffering, can be in the sense that we make it suffering. We are the ones who do that. We make it suffering, and we make others suffer. Mm -hmm. of the things that we call suffering are what people do to people. Mm -hmm. human beings do to human beings pain is, is is painful pain hurts but that's not what we when we say suffering we're talking about people having tragedies what we call tragedies or people doing things to other people with cruelties uh, and all those things are are not necessary we wouldn't have to have those on the earth plane that's so true uh, yeah if, if human beings were different with each other very very true very mm -hmm. true yeah. Thank you. This has been mm -hmm. such an amazing hour. Thank you so much, Dr. Craig. And I, I know you said stuff calling you doctor, but you know, it's just, you know what? It's my upbringing. Yeah, <laughs> my upbringing is like, you got to mm -hmm. give people respect and you're a doctor. You got to mm -hmm. call them doctor. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I understand that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I, I look so forward to seeing you again in September. Yeah, we'll see you in September. Yes. Oh.
Oh, that's a song. Yeah. <laughs> See you in September. Much love. September. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.